Unit 3 outside suspect Joey Pardillo's apartment. Nothing to report. Suspect still grounded by his mother. Listen to this bullshit. This is our world now. The world of the electron and the switch. The beauty of the bond. We exist without nationality, skin color, or religious bias. You wage wars, murder, cheat, lie to us and try to make us believe it's for our own good, yet we're the criminals. Yes, I am a criminal. My crime is that of curiosity. I am a hacker, and this is my manifesto. Huh? Right? Manifesto? You may stop me, but you can't stop us all. Oh, that's cool. Cool? Yeah, cool. You think it's cool? It's cool. It's not cool. It's commie bullshit. Welcome to Five Star Manifesto. I'm Keith Avakwa. We're here today and hopefully in future installments to dissect how people live. We want to know what your manifesto is. As I said, I'm Keith Avakwa, and uh, as I'm hoping moving forward, as always, we will have Mr. Michael Bass. Mike, say hi. Hey there, everyone. And we're here uh, to discuss, question, and judge uh, the commandments and aspirational words people live by. And we're going to do it with one five-star rating at a time. We are going to rate manifestos. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's our our goal. Um, For our first inaugural episode, uh, we're starting with a manifesto that's about 35 years old. Uh, And uh, it's a very short one, but uh, I think it's very interesting for what's going on right now in terms of the expansion and importance of social media, the expansion and importance of different forms of the web and different forms of the internet. And it almost seems passe to say the web (laughs) uh, because we're always on it and we're always connected to it. Um, But our manifesto today uh, comes from a period where the the web, the worldwide web, didn't even exist yet, uh, at least not as we know it. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the hacker manifesto, also known as the conscience of a hacker. Uh, the Hacker Manifesto was published in January of 1986 uh, for a online zine called Frack, uh, which is a reference to hacking. And uh, it was written by a hacker, <laughs> of course, um, that went by the username or pseudonym the mentor. Uh, the person's real name was Lloyd Blankenship, and he was a member of the Legion of Doom team or squad of hackers uh, that was operating in the early to mid '80s. So, Le- Le- uh, Legion of Doom. So, what? I got to stop you there. Yeah, go ahead. What? what you say a, there's a, like a, a group of hackers. What does that mean? What does a group of hackers do 
when they get into a room or get into a virtual room together? Uh, as far as I could tell, um, essentially teams of hackers or, or, or clans or squads, whatever, whatever lingo that they even <laughs> might like to use, um, are, are essentially teaming up to do specific projects or specific hacks. And it could be something as simple as getting into, uh, you know, we don't use the term that much anymore, but a mainframe of a company. Mm. Uh, it could be to alter a website in some way, but essentially they're pooling their resources, pooling their knowledge um, to, 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 to mess around uh, yeah. essentially with so, uh, the web. And it probably wasn't like a financial agenda with that. It wasn't that they were trying to hack so they could get data and sell it. It was more, uh, what was it? A, a proof of concept that you, these powers that traditionally had reign control over a person's life, suddenly there's a way to, to, to get in their way, to, to play them better, play the game better than them. Uh, and it was maybe a, it was more of a, a proof of concept of that yeah. more than anything. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's, calling it a proof of concept I think is fitting um, because uh, the, you know, the first groups of hackers, they weren't out there for ransomware um, or at least ransom created through the use of ransomware. Um, you know, there wasn't a monetary gain. It was very much right. um, a form of play, a form of uh, a, a form of pride, definitely. You know that oh wow, Legion of Doom, they got into the to the Pentagon. Did you see right. that? And right. it would be discussed on online Usenets and online uh, bulletin boards, BBS uh, networks. Yeah. Um, all prior to you know what we would now call the World Wide Web. This is the stupidest thing I'll ever say, and the cheesiest thing, but it's like a digital graffiti. It's like a, leaving a mark in a sense. I would, are those? I would love to find those records if those are still online and see those message boards mm -hmm. and see what that dialogue looked like compared to. And I'll compare that to my mom's latest Facebook thread um, <laughs> comments and, and say this is what the internet once was and what it, compared to what we see today. Yeah, um, I in you know going down what uh, I call and other people of other course other people call wiki holes, rabbit mm. holes of, <laughs> of 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 just you know hopping through different pages um, on Wikipedia. I, I came across you know the, one of the more recent hacks. Uh, if you know people still call them that in in, in this sense, um, anonymous ha hacked a network for the UN and altered a page for Taiwan for <laughs> the Republic of China. Right. And um, you know Taiwan does not have a a formal board or, or a formal seat in the UN because of you know the ongoing conflict with uh, the mainland, uh, the People's Republic of China, and they, you know, essentially just were promoting Taiwan <laughs> um, <laughs> against, uh, you know, the, 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 the PRC. Yeah, so they, they, they weren't just, they weren't just proving a concept that they could hack, but they made a statement through it, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Blinkenship, Blinkenship uh, the mentor... Mm -hmm. uh he he's you know he's not um 
a big name anymore. He wasn't even that particularly, I think, of a big name then. Um, but he, you know, summed up what it felt like to be a hacker at this time and, you know, kind of laid the groundwork for hacker ethics um, or, or, or at least kind of gave them a kind of uh, a very clear, simple lexicon and uh, a simple target. Uh, and he, he's definitely inspired by, he, he's spoken about this in an interview, uh, inspired by libertarian ideas. Um, he was reading a Robert Heinlein novel at the time, a uh, very anti-authoritarian mm. mm. sci-fi writer. Um, and that, that comes through in much of what he's written. Um, well, we say, well, it's interesting you say libertarian because you say a libertarian, you think of a middle-aged white man. <laughs> and then, but if you say anarchist, suddenly it's cool. Right. So like, like did, did he right. skirt that line of, 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 of anarcho sort of like uh, beliefs? Because, I mean, those are, in theory, like on paper, they might seem similar, but the, the, the culture behind them is so different. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I don't know if he's skirting the line. I don't think mm. he, at least in, in the, the Hacker Manifesto, I don't think he is trying to um, equate and, you know, add value, extra value to libertarian ideas or to anarchist ideas. Um, I just think they're applied to like kind right. of the, the hacker ethos. Right. right. Um, it just naturally kind of goes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lloyd Blankenship right now is a middle-aged white man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to find him and to see, like, how do you vote? Yeah, well, actually, I, loved I went to his Wikipedia page, and, of course, it's him holding in a nice blue shirt and a bald head holding his daughter up. And I'm like, okay, cool. This guy's not ashamed to, like, show his true colors now. He's a yeah, dad. he's... He's just a dude. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the interview, I think, I mean, the interview itself is 20 years old. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2001. And, uh, yeah, he, he's essentially just a web developer at this point. Um, mm -hmm. And he, he's, pr he's probably in his 50s now. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's, the, the, the guy at the back of your office that knows the ins and outs of everything. Um, and, but he also coined some of these terms that you, you might you know, still echo in certain parts of the web. Um, yeah, well, let's, I'm kind of curious. Let's dig into it. What, what, what um, I don't know. How would you even summarize? It's a short manifesto. Uh, but what would you even summarize? Or was there a part that sticks out to you? I think uh, towards the second half, um, he shifts from kind of describing, you know, what the, a, a hacker might look like from an outsider um, in 1986 to, um, you know, why this person exists, why they're frustrated. Um, you know, he begins the manifesto. Right. Uh, you know, another one got caught today. It's all over the mm. papers. Teenager arrested in computer 
crime scandal. And he, he wrote this after he was arrested mm -hmm. um, for a hack um, mm -hmm. where he was tampering with uh, some kind of, of intranet and was, you know, had gained access. Um, wasn't, you know, trying to steal something, um, but it was essentially messing around. Um, but he shifts towards the end um, to say, you know, that, you know, we've been, we've been kind of left behind, you know, people didn't respond to us before. And now, you know, the one thing that we've learned from the one thing that we've enjoyed to learn about outside of traditional schools and, and traditional life is computers. Mm. Um, so it takes on this egalitarian and very libertarian feel that, you know, people will be judged by their skills. Um, they're not going to be judged by their, their race or their sex or their skin color. Um, we exist without skin color, without nationality, right. without religious bias. You call us criminals. You build atomic bombs. You wage wars. You murder, cheat, and lie to us and try to make us believe it's for our own good. Yet we're the criminals. So there's definitely a kind of uh, righteousness. <laughs> um, they don't want to be you know, pinpointed as criminals uh, and pinpointed as outcasts. Uh, when all they're trying to do is kind of understand the systems that were already created um, within computers. Yeah, it, I, I guess like what what stood out to me is, and I almost like it kind of jolted me back is uh, when he talks about I, I first put my hands on the computer and it does what I want it to, and when I when I read that I think of like like maybe in 1986 that was okay but when i read that now that's like uh indicating a level of the power that people who are now make six figures or are millionaires while still you know dressing uh you know like they're semi-homeless it, it indicates a culture that that like is not super looked fondly upon today um people who are fairly like power hungry um but in but at that time, it you know he was, it, it carried a different a different vibe. I, that's why I wonder when I was reading this, I couldn't. I was saying, should, how should I, should I judge this as it? How can I judge this that it wasn't written in the year two thousand twenty? It was written in a very different era. Today, it just wouldn't pass. It just would not be cool. No, I, I don't. I don't think. Um, I think there wouldn't be enough meat here uh, to pass as cool. Um, in terms of, oh, wow, this person's really woke. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I know everyone here, even if I've never met them, never talked to them, may never even hear from them again. I know I know you all. And he's like, you got to love him because he's dreaming. Like, he's imagining a better world because there was no answer. The, the, you know, he, he didn't know what the internet, what the capabilities were for good or for ill. And he and he wanted it that way. He, got, he, he's a, he was a dreamer. And I don't know, I kind of, I kind of wish... I kind of wish I could experience that a little bit because uh, mm. I read that with such skepticism. Um, mm. But there's something, there is something beautiful to that, that I, I, and that time that I, I want to better understand. It's mm. really, it's interesting. Do you, um, and I, and I thought this after rereading it. Um, do you think that there's a, like a chip on 
his shoulder and on just, you know, the general thinking of hackers or just people that are heavily involved in, in, in web and, and computer technologies uh, mm. that exist today? Like, is there, you know, an undertone of a, you know, you call me a criminal, but I, you know, I, I'm the one with the skills. I'm the one that's, that's in the network messing around and yeah. actually controlling power. Do you think that, um, I think here it's done pl playfully and it's to just kind of reveal that, you know, hackers in 1986 were largely just, again, messing around. Right. Were trying to understand systems that were created without their uh, yeah. involvement. Um, it, do, you, do you think that exists today? That like the average Joe at YouTube or Twitter right. has a chip on their shoulder? <laughs> I, I, think, I think so, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't identify it the same way. I, it's interesting, like this, this writing, like he, this, this is the writing that inspired the part of what became a very precarious labor market. As the, it, he, this, this manifesto is one of the reasons that the tech sector is not unionized, it's because when mm. the tech sector was came into in, into being, you know, in the in the early two thousands and late nineties, um, there was it, it was it was this question of how do us idea entrepreneurial people find a way to harness the creative and technical power of these, of these wackos, you know, and I, I say that using, I don't actually, you know, I'm using that speaking what maybe what was in there, how do we get them to work? And they didn't want stable jobs. They didn't want contracts. They didn't, they didn't even want 401ks. They, they didn't, they didn't want, they didn't want a union. Of course not. They want a union. They wanted their freedom. And, and maybe, you know, you give them uh, a nice computer that they can use, or maybe give them, of course, later on free food or free beer, you know, access to things that in the moment felt good, but they needed most of all, they need their space and their, and their, and their freedom through it all. And that set kind of a, a, a standard for what labor looked like in the, in the tech sector. Um, when these people in theory, you could say they, they surrendered, they gave up and said, yes, we will work uh, for, for money. Um, and so I, I think that trickles down the people. If you ask someone that works at Twitter today, they might not identify themselves as, as, as this, this kind of hacker, but the, they, they, uh, they're, they're, they're a child of a child of, of this generation of, uh, it, and that's why it makes it so interesting when, when we're seeing all this, this movement for tech companies to unionize, uh, that, the coronavirus is, is such good timing because now there's not you don't need to have a, a swanky apart a swanky office with with free food and free beer and 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 with a with scooters uh as the people demand more traditional labor expectations uh that that stray away from this manifesto this hacker manifesto then then the um the the, the business logic makes sense uh not to offer those things that kept them on board um I, I think that we're at, we're like, we're like, we are like the people working in tech today are, are the grandchildren of this sort of thinking, but it's soon about to be the generations about to be, or the whole family is about to be extinct in a sense. Mm. That's interesting that, so the, you know, this, this feels the language here is definitely, you know, dated. Uh, in many ways, um, and he was you know almost predating himself on purpose. Um, this is our world now, the world of the electron and the switch yeah. already at that time in nineteen eighty six kind of a flourish of language 
um, the world of the electron and the switch, the beauty of the bod. Um, and, and bod has like zero meaning anymore. Um, <laughs> I had to Google that one. Yeah, as, as did I. Yeah. I mean, as far as I could understand it, bod is, is basically symbol sharing speed. Hmm. Basically, hmm. Uh, a bod uh, was the kind of higher name for a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then that very quickly just became pointless because, you know, modems and, and computer systems could communicate a hell of a lot more than just a single see, bit. See, that's interesting. So he's, he's indicating that he has like a, a, a knowledge of computers that surpasses a consumer that like he's showcasing that I know how these things work. Yes. That's, yes. That's, that's really interesting that like I, I have, there's a network here in, in New York of, um, of kind of anarcho hackers and they, they, they do workshops on, on system administration but they their 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 philosophy is to really cover the fundamentals and like cover like the basics of not learning for trade but learning the mechanics of how these machines work mm. and so it's interesting that's actually i never realized how much of that was it's really living on this the sphere of understanding you know holistically not as a consumer but as a technician yeah i think um and i talked about it a little bit i just mentioned in the beginning about just the idea of play, the idea mm. that, you know, the, the ethos here, even though he's, you know, he's using this colorful language of, <laughs> you know, when we were hungered for steak, you spoon fed us baby food yeah, yeah, yeah. at school when we hungered for steak. And I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's him being, being, being fun there. And this is, you know, obviously an example of play, but, that 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 was the 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 point of hacking mm. then that it was to kind of mess around be a ghost in the machine yeah. um not for you know deliberate malice mm. um so now you mean can can you equate the you know play has essentially been co-opted that mm. you know that that kind of fun is now like, well, that's great. Now what you learn to do for fun, you have to uh, figure out how to monetize that so that we can yeah. use user data <laughs> in order to sell things. Um, yeah. And at that point, you, you're, you're a child of this movement. You missed the whole point of what they're getting across. I, right. I, I think the, the, the language, it's interesting you know, you, it, it's fluid in the sense of you don't know when it's satire and you don't know when it's real. And I don't think they knew either. I don't think he knew either. I think it, it, and that was part of the point is that these computers allow us to experience and this hacking, it allows us to experience something outside of what the world has told us is whatever the world is. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's like this intentional kind of like weaving between the the humor and the satire and the and the statement uh like you know the and and trying to almost confuse the reader in a sense it's kind of cool. yeah yeah it is and it's it it's cool to read even even if it feels you know outmoded in many ways mm. um do, do you think hmm, outside of those uh the the group that you're talking about the at, was the anarcho yeah, hackers? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you, do you feel if this was you know rediscovered by a new audience? Um, <laughs> would there be so, would there be someone who could uh, find this useful? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, Keith, you know, I work at a at a tech company, and like, yeah, first of all, I know. let me just like <laughs> let me just say like, no, like this does not have much relevance. This I don't think this has this resonates in any way there. Um, but could but could it be retrieved? Could it be retrieved? Could yeah. someone dust this off and be like, you know what? Yeah, my when I was little, yeah. I was treated like a punk, and you know what? Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be profiteering <laughs> off yeah. of, all, of all of this information that we're using, or is that just so passe that's you know beyond the pale at I, this point? You're right. Well, I I I. I the problem is is the is the strategy and the thing called product. Um, like an open source network, they don't they have a responsibility of someone who coordinates uh, development, but they don't call them product managers. They they intentionally call them project managers because mm -hmm. they make a point to mm -hmm. say there is no a product is a is a is a reference to a, a consumption, and we're not mm -hmm. facilitating consumption. Uh, mm -hmm. This is solely a tool of project. Uh, yeah. And, and there's, I, I, I get the fortune of working with more, more technical workers. And that's, that's the, yeah, the, it, if the, there's a, a way, an opportunity to sidestep the, the, the leadership that thinks they know what the future of what customers want, uh, the, there's definitely people out that would, that would find, uh, find some value or find some inspiration uh, in that kind of, it's, just, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm just afraid to, I'm just, I'm just like, uncomfortable admitting it because it's such like a wussy version of just saying like yeah i want to sidestep the vps but i mean <laughs> while still making you know money but but that's 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 yeah that, i mean that 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 lives today yeah i just I, have you have you read um keith at the john perry barlow's declaration of independence of cyberspace i did i did when we spoke last week i i went in and uh read it and uh and i just like a once over because i was just at the end of it i was like oh wow this is even this is 10 years older mm. and it to me it felt less it felt excuse me more out of touch <laughs> than yeah. than the hacker manifesto yeah um it seemed even though there's you know angry you know obviously faux to, to a certain degree faux anger here um it seemed more angry. The hacker matter. The the um, uh, Barlow's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I, I, know, I guess call I, to arms essentially. Just the, the, there's this this tone that resonates like through them, you know. There's the famous like first line of the Declaration of Independence of Cyberspace: "Governments of the industrial world, you weary giants of flesh and steel, I come from cyberspace, the new home of mine. On behalf of the future, I ask you of the past to leave us alone. You are not welcome among us. You have no sovereignty." Where we gather, and and I I feel like there's this there's this consistency and tone of like someone that's got a problem with the world, but also has a major stick up their ass, and <laughs> like wants to wants to address it. Doesn't either doesn't know how or doesn't want to using the current like systems games, and so they just kind of go on a, on a tirade of sorts. Which is I, I'm not I I'm using these words. I'm not I'm not hating. Uh, but I, I wonder, like, 
I, I, it's got me wondering where this, like, where this tone and culture came from, and and are those are these two connected? You know, was 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 the mentor, or uh, in any way, was he inspired um, by 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 Barlow um, and and this kind of writing? I mean. <sighs> It, it would it would stand to figure it would stand yeah. to figure yeah. barlow i'm sure read this i'm sure he probably has a poster of or had a poster of this somewhere right. i'm sure he discussed it in detail with someone at some point at the eff or wherever if that if it is you know actually foundational which i don't i don't think i don't i don't think it is and I don't think the Hacker Manifesto is probably foundational to Barlow's thinking um, mm. in any way. But um, to say it influenced it, then I think maybe Barlow missed the point. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, that wouldn't be. I, I, it's it's uh, this is the point, but it's just like the the tone of accepting that you're a reject, I guess. I feel I yeah. feel that in Barlow's too. And I wonder if that's if there's some, some some joy and feeling that you are a reject, and that is the and that you are never going to fit into the constructs of this world, and so you are legit, you are justified to struggle and feel pain, and mm. if it's almost a therapeutic exercise, to you know to remind yourself and remind the world that you are you are struggling or you're suffering. Um, maybe that's part of what this writing was about. I think definitely. I think that's a that's a excellent point um, for for the for the hacker manifesto. Um, yeah. I think you know the mentor. You know, he's coming from an acceptance point of view that you know you call us criminals, but we're we're, we're tinkering with what we found. Whereas Barlow, it's like we found, uh, we 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 found it. We we've tinkered um, to hell with it. <laughs> we are right. going to build our own. Right. Um, uh, the, all these ships now belong to us, and mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all these bases now belong to us. And uh, you can. You can you can fuck off. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the the base of it. Um, hmm. Hmm. Um, cool. Do you do you think? I mean, I think I already know your answer. Do you do you think people can live by the hacker manifesto today? <laughs> whether you're whether you're living in the tech or or perhaps you're 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 a different type of hacker. Maybe you're you know into body hacking. Uh, whether that means genetic or, uh, you know, so societal expectations of the body. Uh, yeah. I, do, I think, do you think people can use this? I think, um, yes. Like it, it breaks my heart when I see like how much the author resonated with the idea of, of, of having a new identity online. And of course we mm. all know that was, that was what made Facebook so special was that it, it, it totally packed that whole premise of the, of the internet being a space of anonymity. Uh, and so that, that, that presents a struggle, but you know, it's so sad is that where this resonates is, is, you know what I'm going to say is 4chan. 
it's it's it's, it's, it's the, yeah it's, <laughs> it, if anybody's going to resonate with this that's actually practicing what they preach it's 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 the spaces that still respect that sense of of i can't say the word but of, of just not having the same identity yeah. uh and i mean then, then that this this is gonna blow over into you know QAnon and whatnot of uh, maybe QAnon is a new hacker um but in, in, instead of hacking computers they hack ideology hack reality hack truth uh so yeah i think if that's what comes to my mind I, I hope there's a better purpose for it somewhere else what what do you think I mean, I think I think we're on the the, the same wavelength in terms of, uh, you know, people aren't hacking. People are hacking computer systems. You know, they're 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 there's cases of ransomware of you know major metropolitan areas in the U.S. There's you know banks still get routinely uh, hacked in order to siphon funds, um, but I think. Uh, you know, the computer is just the the tool for what's mm. actually being hacked, which is society, I think. Mm. Um, so I, I think you're spot on. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think Q, Q, QAnon is almost, uh, I think, even <laughs> to, to me, and I, I, my, my great fear is that, you know, any conversation I ever have about anything meaningful, it'll just be uh, brought back to the the one kind of ongoing crisis um, of the last four years. Um, but, you know, the great hack of the last you know, decade is the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not like a cynical kind of hacky, <laughs> hacky thing to say because, you know, they were, they were the, you know, Russian, uh, intelligence op- operatives and those uh, people funded by Russian intelligence, they, they were having fun. They were, yeah. they were playing with social media. They were playing with access um, and they were playing with uh, information. And it, it's, it's not entirely clear that the outcome was what they wanted. There probably wasn't any desired outcome. It was, let's mm. just, see if we can stick our fingers in the pie and then be able to pull them back out. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a great point. Cause it's, it's, it's a reminder that like a hack is not a, not necessarily a technical under undertaking. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a proof that you can alter what you, what people think is normal or what people yeah. think is, is functional. And I think that's, yeah. that's what the mentor is getting at in some sense. They found a new way to hack reality. And that was through, can be computer mainframes or whatever uh but um i think drawing that connection could be a very uh educational educational experience for a lot of a lot of folks cool uh, i i i like uh that note and i i <laughs> i think uh I'll, I'll come to the to the to the big question uh oh, out of five stars <laughs> Out of five stars, what would you give uh, the hacker manifesto? Okay, do the I conscience to, do I have to go of first? a hacker. You you do not have to go first. If you would like, I can go first. Okay, I want to hear from you, Keith. I'm thinking. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I I had fun rereading this, and I had fun, you know, reading connected 
articles and just thinking about this dude, <laughs> the mentor. Um, and I think the language is fun. I mean, in the interview, he talks, he says, you know, I, I'm, I feel bad about saying the beauty of the bod. Mm. That's a little turn of the phrase. I think it's, I think it works. <laughs> Our world of the electron and the switch, the beauty of the bod. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's great. Um, it is very, very simple. Um, it sounds like a college freshman wrote this. Um, a smart college freshman, but <laughs> yeah, a college yeah. freshman nonetheless. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm with you that it's, I, I worry that it's past due in terms of its use. So I'm, I'm going to give it, whew, I'm going to give it two and a half out of five stars. I think that's, that, right. that, that, sound, that sounds harsh, but that is- That's that lower is than little, expected. That is, it's, it's a little lower than I expected also. I was full-heartedly ready to give it three stars, but um, I think you convinced me a little bit that, um, <laughs> that then that's okay. That's, a, that's totally fine. That's not the name of the game here, but I think um, it happens in the middle of a conversation. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with two and a half out of five stars for this manifesto. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I've actually had the opposite experience where I came into this fairly like uh, looking down, but but now like reviewing it with you, I see like how this thing has a message that kind of holds up over time and how there's there's a certain like eloquence to, uh, or, or almost a sentimentality um, to it while still having values that we should keep ourselves in check of. Of considering, I don't know, I'm kind of rambling, but I, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give it, I was thinking three, um, because I do respect that, I guess, the having the sense of somewhat being ahead of his time and, and preceding a lot of other, uh, thinkers that man managed, like you said, water down the thinking. I think of, of what we talked about with John Perry Barlow, but also I think of the Clue Train Manifesto, which tried to co-opt this sort of tone and use it towards the purpose of how, helping people how to sell things online. Um, this was night was a 95 or 96 with the Clutary Manifesto. Um, and this clearly preceded that and influenced that a lot. So I think it, it, it deserves some due credit for, for setting a tone for the future. So cool. yeah, three out of five for me. All right. Well, uh, we are putting it in the books. Uh, Cookie, this, Michael, was a, this was a joy. This was a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, do you have uh, anything to, to say right now? Anything to plug? It seems like that's what podcasts do. You have to plug something. All right. Um, <laughs> this podcast was sponsored by um, Pitted Dates. Um, Ooh. This is what I'm eating while we're talking. Uh, and if I, if, I'm, uh, if I get through these and I'm feeling like I want to treat myself, then I eat my... My tangy, fla fruity flavor sour worms. Um, oh, so good. I encourage everyone to to uh, yeah, stop by your bodega and get some dates. Nice. Well, I think that is a very good hacker fuel. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that closes it up for our uh, inaugural episode of Five Star Manifesto. We'll see you out there on the bod. <laughs> on the boards and uh, check us out online. 
Uh, we are broadcasting through Anchor FM, and you can probably very soon find us on Apple Podcasts and maybe even Spotify. We're going to figure that all out real soon. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll cut this all down and uh, add something completely different. Or I'll just leave it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, thanks again, Michael. And uh, keep on keeping on. See everybody. Notes and reading links can be found in the episode description. Our theme music is Royale by Josh Lippy and the Overtimers.